welcome back to the You Gotta Love Love podcast. This is Team Allen here. This is Michelle talking with you all. I have my co-host here, and I remembered him this week. <laughs> Hello, guys. Hello, guys. It's Ellie <laughs> Allen here again, and we're looking forward to another exciting You Gotta Love Love podcast, and we're looking forward also to another exciting guest. We've been doing really well with our guests, and I think that the heat is going to turn up even more uh, today. <laughs> Uh, as we have some great guests on uh, for you guys today. So sit back and definitely enjoy this when this, we're in for a treat. <laughs> okay, guys. So remember I told you guys I'm trying to be more consistent in saying this. But, you know, the you, Got, you Gotta Love Love podcast was created just to shine a light on marriages, the positivity of marriages, um, family, love, romance. That's what we're about. Um, we are not licensed therapists. We are not psychologists, psychiatrists. I always tell you guys I am a registered nurse, but that has nothing to do with your relationship. So um, if you feel that you need to seek professional counseling for your relationship, by all means, do not use this podcast as a substitute for that. Go seek that professional help that you need. Um, and um, nothing's wrong with that. Do what you feel you need to do for your relationship. We tend to talk about our experiences and our guests talk about their experiences. So, you know, take whatever suits you and throw away whatever suits you. You know, it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings here. Um, let's see. Should we just get right into it? Yes, yeah. Yes, okay. So joining us today, we have Kenneth and Janice Harvey on the line. Hi, Woo-hoo. guys. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Hello. 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 Hiya. How's it going? All is well. All is well. So, um, Kenneth and, okay, wait, I got to preface this because they don't even sound right to me. I'm calling y'all by first name. So full disclosure, people, um, Ken, Ken and Janice are my aunt and uncle. And they bug me out, I'm calling them Ken and Janice and I'm just so uncomfortable. <laughs> that's only, well, we'll that's call only you, we'll call you nephew power. and niece. How about that? Seriously, but, because right. I don't feel right. So horrible. <laughs> uh, and then we'll go back to the regular. It's only for an hour. Yes. Okay, I get a pass. <laughs> yes, you get a pass. You get a pass. <laughs> much grace here. Much grace. I'd rather be called Ken anyhow. So we're good to go. Hi, they. Okay, fair enough. So, guys, give a quick little background on yourselves. Who are you? Well, I am Michelle's auntie. Yes, <laughs> you are. auntie. Yes, you are. <laughs> But listen, okay, um, Janice Harvey here, a little background. Um, I do, as far as my work, I do interior and event designs for the past 25 plus years. I am a wife. I am mother of three children, one in heaven, Nathaniel. Then we have Anthony and Marcus here. Um, They are grown and living their life, doing great at doing that. as far as me, I uh, love my work of interior design, love the Lord, of course, love my hubby, and um, love life in general. So Good. I'm happy to be here. I'm going to pass the mic to my hubby. Let him tell you a little bit about himself. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm Ken, uh, and I'm Janice's husband, and that's it. That's all you need to know. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm uh okay, it's my it's my joke, but no one laughs. So <laughs> anyhow, uh Ken Harvey, uh I guess on the on the job side, I played football in the NFL for eleven years, six years with the Arizona Cardinals, five years with the Washington Redskins. Uh I've also authored uh several children's books and a couple of thriller suspense novels. And uh love my wife also. We've been through uh a lot and so 
you know, what we have is, is what we'll share. We're not perfect. We still go through stuff, but oh, you know, life is about growing and learning and ebbs and flows. And uh, hopefully you just, uh, you know, you find the right boat to paddle through it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That. I like that wow. analogy. Wow. This is going to be a treat, guys. I, I'm, I'm excited about this. <laughs> this is going to be excellent. Start it off, baby. Start it off. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first question, um, well, lately our first questions have been, you know, how do we meet? But like I said, we're family, so we know each other for a long time. Right. Um, right. The next question we tend to ask is, how did you guys meet? How, how did you guys meet? What's your love story? Well, it, it, was, it was interesting. So we're, uh, Janice is from England. And uh, and so she actually joined the American Navy and did that for four years. And then after that, she ended up in Oakland, California. I'm from, from Texas uh, and, and met a guy in a gym who told me about a junior college in Oakland, California. So we ended up going to the same school. Didn't really know each other when we saw each other. Didn't like each other. Sure didn't. Uh, I played football. She was a cheerleader. Yeah, I thought uh, I'm at. Look, she was a good-looking woman and, and had a great body. And he was all right. But uh, <laughs> but uh, she was kind of uh, I don't want to say not stuck. not stuck up. You can say was, you can say it. You want booty? Yeah, you know it wasn't it wasn't stuck up. She was she was focused, and everybody because she had you know because she was a nice-looking lady. Everybody was trying to get at her. Mm. And for me, I was kind of you know trying to do my thing, and so. We ended up, I was working campus security, uh, you know, there was kind of a, a little job on the side and had my little rent a cop, you know, jersey on. And so I, I, I'm seeing her in this late at night. This is downtown Oakland, not, not the best neighborhood. And there's this long overpass that's really dark and some of the lights were burnt out and there have been, you know, some crimes have been committed there or possibly things that happened. And so I see her walking home. Uh, under this underpass at night across the courtyard at school and so uh, I see her and really I wasn't even trying to get at it but I just like hey you know you're not supposed to be walking here this late at night it's dangerous mm-hmm. and I probably scared her to death but she uh you know she jumped and after she jumped she's kind of like oh you scared me and I'm like look it's dangerous uh I'll walk you to the edge of the school property because I'm working and uh and so I walked her there and that's when we first met and after that I tried to make a point to see if she was walking that way and, and we started walking her home from school. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because <laughs> yeah. he loved me. He loved me. He was worried. That was some um, thirty what, thirty two years, thirty three years ago. Yeah, thirty three years, honey. Wow. 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 So now what is the transition into you guys actually starting the dating process? Who asked who out first? Oh, wow. That's a good, good question. So we were both kind of naive and, and dating. Yeah. And so it was more of uh, not necessarily asking anybody out. It was as she was walking home from school, I made a point to to find a way to walk home with her. And then we started from that, just knowing where, you know, the person was going to be. And that was kind of our dating process. It wasn't a real let's go out for a date type of thing. Right. Was, uh, I, I know you're going to be here and I'm going to try to connect with you. And I actually got to the point where I would take my jacket off as I was doing security and, and walk her not only to the edge of the school, but all the way home. Yeah. 
which was stupid because I could have somebody could have been breaking into the school, <laughs> but I'm trying to walk her home. And so, uh, but but we got a chance to really know each other and talk to each other, and that was kind of our dating. We didn't we didn't really do anything. No. We didn't do a lot of things officially, right? <laughs> no, it was more organic. It was more of an organic kind of feel. It, it's like, like you said, he would walk me to the edge of the school campus a couple of times, just chatting, small talk. And then one night he got to the end of the school campus and I thought he was going to say goodnight like he normally did. And he took his jacket off and was like, I'm going to walk you the rest of the way downtown to catch the bus. And so it kind of just organically morphed into something. It really wasn't a set specific scene or a moment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow that's very very powerful that's powerful Friendship. here on the you gotta love love podcast you know one of the things that we really really like to talk about and we really like to get into in in, in couples and, and we like to get into their head because we believe that you know the, the mental connection is such a powerful yeah. in relationships mm -hmm. and i, I just mm -hmm. early on uh and all the couples that we've interviewed into, believe it or not, it started off the same way that you guys started off. Mm -hmm. Everyone says, you know, something I wasn't really interested, you know, initially. So that, that right. is really indication to me that the connection is so powerful because it's not just a physical uh, connection, even though they were obviously, you know, Ken talked about, you know, the attraction physically obviously was there, but that's not really right. the main thing that, you know, drove you. So let's fast forward. Yeah, a little bit. yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Okay. <laughs> you, so you just said i'm just saying i'm yeah, just saying just, you know, i hate to cut you off but we all have no we have our motives but but in really in reality i'm sorry uh it was i mean she's a great body but like yes. from tech for me growing up in texas mm. i've always i've always or at least then i was kind of like you know you wouldn't want you want to treat somebody the same way you want them to treat your sister or your mother. Mm -hmm. And seeing her walking home from school like that, I, I just looked at it as more so it, it wasn't trying to, because I, I didn't know how to talk to women really, but I knew if my mother or my sister was walking home, I would hopefully somebody would be mad enough to walk them without trying to mess with them, but walk them, you know, the rest of the way to make sure they got there safely. And legitimately that was, that was my mind process and thought process. Other than outside, like, wow, you know, as you're walking, you're like, man, this is a good-looking woman. So, you know, that's, Absolutely. that's what played into it. Absolutely. We, will, we, won't, we won't, you know, overlook that point. No. <laughs> <laughs> so as we fast forward a, a little bit into the process now, once you guys mm -hmm. start the process of dating in the, in the form of fashion that you're dating, let's, again, dive into mentally when did you start uh -huh. to, for both of you can answer when did you start to say wait a second now this is different this is something that can be long lasting you know possibly develop into uh, a marriage oh i'm trying to think that's a good question so let me jump the gun again it, 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 as jan said a lot of it was organic so we we both were kind of naive and didn't really know what we were doing we hadn't both dated a lot no yeah uh, although you know i was i was a rising i guess somewhat of a, a local uh star with the football team and she was one of the cheerleaders but we really we were kind of outside the mode everybody that was where everybody thought that oh man you should be dating all the girls and everybody looked at her that you should be have all the top guys right. and we just we were opposite of all that yeah we were. so that was kind of the thing that once we realized that the other person was opposite of what we thought they were, 
then that was, that was kind of the attraction. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, from that, as we started dating, it was, it was more of, uh, you know, we found that we had a lot of things in common and we had, we started working out together and we right. walked, you know, do all that stuff. And so that was kind of, uh, you know, that's how we, 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 we started taking it to another level. Our first kiss was uh, walking to the classroom. I snuck a kiss with her. Uh, I walked into the classroom. We were going to look at our grades. And then as we're looking at the uh, the grades that were posted on the uh, the school door, I kind of like, as she turned around, there were my big old lips right in front of her. So <laughs> she, got, she got a kiss. I don't know. To, to, uh, even to add on to that, like, um, I think when I say organically, because a lot of the players, um, both on the football team and then the cheerleaders, at that time, a lot of things were done in groups. Like, hey, there's a party down, everybody went kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And then what we would do was a little different, and it wasn't really planned. I would see Ken in the library. And when most of the other team was goofing off or hanging out somewhere else, and I would just watch him and think, hmm, mm-hmm. um, he's different, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. So it really wasn't a... We didn't, we didn't have a set template. And like my hubby said, we didn't have a lot of quote unquote coaching mm-hmm. as to what to look for mm-hmm. and how it should really go down. Mm-hmm. Cause so we didn't have um, those kind of skill sets. It really just morphed. And thank God mm-hmm. um, in so many ways we created a safe place, if you will, for us to be able to discover without you know without certain ties or conditions or expectations because we didn't have those mm-hmm. so we, if anything we probably honestly was the opposite we had more of the guarded side mm-hmm. we weren't rushing in that sense of oh you know you know oh my gosh okay we're gonna see ourselves married in next year because we had a very long we, we engaged for uh, three years well you know what we were we were and it doesn't it may sound wrong but we were too dumb to know what was wrong and what was right. Right. And so we we did what we just we did what we what we thought was right, but there was no preconceived notion of what was wrong and what was right. 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 And so uh, for me and my dating life, it was like everything was like what I saw on TV. You know, you, you meet the girl, you fall in love, and uh, and then you end up getting married. But it's only a thirty-minute TV show. Right. And so it doesn't give you the the blueprints of how to date somebody and right. what happens in the other ways. And the same thing, uh, you know, I imagine with Janice, uh, right. you know, so we just kind of took it a moment at a time. You learn together. Yeah, we did. We really did. You learn together. Looking back in hindsight now, as you, as you we're reflecting here, do you feel that the, the fact that you guys done it that way, do you feel that that was even more of a foundation um, than if you had all of the experience? In, in some ways, yes. Some ways, no. I mean, the, the, the good thing was that, like I said, it was, we were too dumb to know what was wrong and what was right. So we, uh, you know, we, we, we were able to, we were able to kind of fall into each other and trust each other as, as, as you know, this is what's right. And, and so that was the good thing. Um, I think we both, we both had our sides. I mean, we both had our little tempers. Oh yeah. And 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 different ways. And so, but we were together. And so, no matter what, we were just like we were together. And I and, and almost to the point that we were kind of uh, we didn't know the proper protocol to even break up 
it was <laughs> we're staying together right and you just you kind of go with it and, yeah and that's what we did for 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 a long time even even through our engagement it was uh it was funny how that happened <laughs> oh tell the story tell the story <laughs> yeah ken tell the story tell the story <laughs> well then i get in trouble for this but no, you're getting trouble now. You're free now. So <laughs> back in back back in the day, I mean, I didn't I didn't know. I mean, this was my first real date. And I mean, all us in college, this is my first real 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 romantic relationship that was that was more than you know anything. It was my first time, and so and so I just kind of like I was this quiet kid who happened to play football, and everything I saw was what I saw in the leads off of TV. And so I'm thinking, okay, this is my, this is my girl. And on TV, you see people give, you know, the girl a ring and, and this is kind of like your, your friendship ring or whatever. And so I got a ring and I gave it to Janice. And wait, I'm, wait, guys, remember now, you notice he said friendship ring. Uh -oh. Keep on going. Keep on going. So I, I saw, so I give this ring to Janice and I'm like, here. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything dramatic or anything. It's like, here, because I don't know how to talk to it. And so she takes me, she's like, oh my God. Is this what I think it is? And I'm like, I guess it is, yeah. And she's like, Oh my God, yes, yes. And I'm like, Yes. What the heck? And I'm like, Oh shoot. He was giving me a friendship ring, and I thought it was the next step to being married. And so you couldn't have told me nothing. I was like on cloud line. And so in my mind, I'm like, All right, well, I guess then we you know if we are, we're gonna break if we break up we'll break up but i'm not gonna say that it's nothing that is not an engagement ring i guess it is and so here we are engaged i guess and it is that's, that's <laughs> how it happens so we're a little unorthodox all the way through as you yeah. probably hear as we continue to tell you the story wow. it is not the normal wow wow yeah. interesting wow wow so I have a question now. Um, you you mentioned about uh, you both have tempers and dealing with tempers. So I bring up this uh -huh. because you know when we talk to a lot of couples when we do forums with couples, you know we're gonna get even more deeper into that. But when you first realize, wow, he's got a temper. Wow, she's got a temper. How do you deal with that as a couple? How do you, you know, because you, is the, when you get together, it's about blending lives. And when we start blending right. lives, we have to blend our good points. We have to blend our bad points. So if temper was something that you're like, wait a second, you know, this guy's got a pretty good temper. Or, and, and Kenny's like, wait a minute, this young lady's got some kind of temper on her. How do you guys manage that? Especially if you can remember maybe one of the first times that you started to realize that particular point. How did you say, all right, I'm going to kind of, this is something I'm going to have to navigate through. Yeah. You you're giving us way more credit than we deserve. So like <laughs> back back then it, we, we dealt with it with just getting mad at each other and not saying anything. Right. Uh you know, a, a for fast forward to it took us a lot of years and a lot of people around church to yeah. kinda yeah. teach us that uh, you, you know, you, you hurt one, you're hurting yourself. Two, as you start reading the words, you start realizing that that the enemy sometimes uses you as a as a weapon against yeah. your spouse. Yeah. And then three, uh, you know, sometimes it's controlled. It's it, it's you got to walk away and leave. But mm -hmm. with all this said and done, back then, I mean, I, I, I <laughs> you know, they say I pulled up a tree out the ground. I didn't pull up a tree out. out the yes, ground. you did. You pulled the tree <laughs> out of the ground. But, but we're sitting there. 
and you know she got me mad or she was she was mad and jazz the way she got mad she was shut, shut down and wouldn't talk to yeah. you yeah yeah and so for me you know i i was like i was like the hulk right i was quiet on the outside but then i, I would explode and so you know one time i'm like jazz talk to me she wouldn't talk to me jazz talk to me she wouldn't talk to me and there was a a tree that was held together, you know, it had these two stakes in the ground, yeah. and I ended up pulling the stake out the ground. Along like, with the tree. Along with whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, and I'm like, come here and talk to me. And she's like, oh, shoot. And uh, and so, you know, I, w- I would never try to hit her or anything, right. but the way I grew up, it was, you hold it in, then you explode. Mm. Uh, that made me a good football player, but not necessarily a good communicator. Yeah. And so, she would go and, you know, we would, we would, we would, it would come down to maybe yell the arguments or whatever, but we had, it took us a long time. It took us probably and in, in way into our marriage, yeah. you know, 10, 15 years into our marriage, maybe longer for us to start learning that we need to learn to communicate mm. with but, each other. But also, what also helped us though was um, you kind of get to that point, you hear that saying that when you finally become sick and tired of being sick and tired mm-hmm. and and children, Uh-oh. very, very important in that because um, you start to learn as you start to walk. For us, we are believers. We believe in the Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But as we begin to walk in our relationship and, and start to read about the promises that we have and what we could look forward to, our desires and our priorities changed. Mm-hmm. And in that, children came to the equation and we realized it wasn't just about me, myself and I anymore, which a lot of times when you are in survivor mode, that's what you tend to rely on. Mm-hmm. And um, we started to see things from a different perspective from people that would talk to us, to read in our words, to begin to pray and recognize, like my hubby said, sometimes those um, habits that we were raised in or trained in, whether rep consciously or not, mm-hmm. that became strongholds, that became part of our lives, needed to be broken. Right. And, and I will say this, we, we, had, we had older friends yes. that were one, examples, yes. and then two, that would, that, would, that would be talked to us and say, look, you're acting like a fool, yes. or you need, you know, you need to out. step up, or you yep. need to do whatever. And so those things helped us out. And and so a lot of times when, you know, you could have just held it in or just been you two fighting, they were there to 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 give us some guidance. But to teach us how to fight fair, not because it's not about not fighting. You can that would be unrealistic to think you can go through a relationship without that. Yeah. But it's how you fight. Do you fight fair? Mm-hmm. And then being held accountable. Yeah. Right. So those were the key things that really helped us to start to change the atmosphere mm-hmm. of our relationship. But we did have, a, we, I mean, we had some funny moments. Like in my mind, like I said, I'm kind of a, you know, a victim of TV. So it's, you, you know, you have the drama, you have the, the climax of the film, and then you have the result at the end. So for like Janice and I, you know, when, when, I, was, when I was playing football in Arizona, and I'm like, Janice, talk to me. And she wouldn't talk to me. Janice, talk to me. So it's like, okay, get in the car. We got in the car. We drove all the way out to the middle of a desert in Arizona. Yeah. And then I stopped the car and said, now get out. You don't want to talk to me? Get out the car. But it was pitch black. 
no light, nothing. No light. I'm borderline abusive. Now, I wouldn't have left it there in my mind. Yes, but she, you but she, would. She no. didn't know that. And I'm like, well, talk to me. But she, she talked to me after that. She I got sure back did. in the car and started talking, and we <laughs> talked. You know, that's, that's the wrong way to do it, obviously. You know, you look back now. Right. But uh, for, for us, it was just, you know, the one of the biggest problems, it wasn't so much that we weren't going to fight, it's how you fight and yeah. the communication involved when you're fighting. Yeah. And so a lot of times, you know, you, you break it down and you yell or you, or you point the finger or you, you only think about the other person, you know, only think about yourself and not the other person. And so we had to really learn how to fight, like Janice said, and that came through a lot of, uh, a lot of people. Yeah, Interceding on our behalf yes. to help and teach us, um, you know, how to fight and what what's sometimes worth fighting for, and so that's you know that was that's, that's the lesson I guess. Right. You know, I think we all need more friends like the ones you guys are talking about. Yes. We all. Do. Yeah. Thank God. Especially the ones that tell you, yeah. you like a straight fool. Like <laughs> you need some of that. All right. You do. Right. Now I have a yeah, Absolutely. Uncle Ken, yeah. you mentioned that. Um, you mentioned a couple times, you know, you didn't have a lot to go off of in terms of dating life and experiences and you were going off of TV. I'm just curious, like what TV shows were you looking at more so at that time? You know what, for me, like I would watch growing up, you know, you watch good times mm. and, and it could work. So, so one, you know, there weren't a lot of black shows, but I, I used to watch all the, the black and white shows, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, Rifleman, Good Times, mm -hmm. uh, some of the, you know, the shows where the husband, would uh they have a fight with the spouse but it's just a little argument you know comedy and they, they laugh and then they talk it out at the end mm -hmm. and so i if, if my if i had my life my life was you know the incredible hulk was my, my one of my favorite shows um you know i i enjoyed some of the shows like like i said good times that was that was the the to me that was the image of a man who, you know, he may yell, he may do whatever, but his family came first. Yes. And, uh, and so those were all kind of some of the things that for me, that's what I saw. Now, the problem is, is that it's a 30 minute show and you never really got beyond the foundation of here's, here's the issue. This is the climax where you have the fights. And then this is where the makeup is at the end. Mm -hmm. And it, it, to me, in my world, that's the way it was always supposed to be. But the reality is, it's not always. That's not the way it's always always is. It's uh, a lot of times it takes a lot of hard work. Yes, oh, yeah. and that's what yeah. we had to realize. Yes. Oh, yeah. So well, I wanted to add on to that. Then, so for you, like it was good times. I think for us, and you agree with me, oh, Dave. Yes. What, what's our show? Cosby Show. Cosby Show. Mm -hmm. That that was. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I knew it. I was like, watch them say Cosby. Oh, yeah, completely. That is yeah. what I knew I wanted to pattern my marriage behind. And ironically for Elliot, it was the same show for him, um, how he wanted That's to cool. pattern his marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, 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 the good and the bad is that you marriage a lot of it off of the shows. But then also, you know, hopefully you can marry, uh, you could, you can, Molded something off of your parents, right? And 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 for my parents, the, the model I had was my dad was the strong, silent type. You don't have to say anything. You take care of your family. 
and but you don't talk a lot so we didn't really talk a whole lot it was i'm gonna take care of my family and that's what back then a black man in texas you, you had to put up with a lot of stuff but your job was to take care of your family mm-hmm. and your mom was the, either the nurturer or she was trying to get a job but the good thing that i saw with them was that after all those years they were still together and and we never really saw the fights as much mm-hmm. we saw some fights we, we saw some some doozies but at the end they were still a family so going away in college and all like that we didn't know like a lot of the kids now divorce was the normal thing it was abnormal for us mm-hmm. and then you top that on top of the tv shows that you saw mm-hmm. that's your, that became the model you know yeah. and that's what uh, at least on my side that, that was the model mm-hmm. yeah. mine's too mine's too yeah your story is similar to hubby's story same thing yeah no i didn't have i knew with my parents who you guys know now are currently divorced and they divorced when I was an adult, but I'm young. I didn't want that relationship and not we witnessed a lot of arguing, but the disconnect was very obvious in the household. Um, I knew for sure from young, that was not going to (laughs) happen. So, and I'm I'm thankful that with the partner, God bless me with, that has not been the case. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, get a get a room or something. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things about um, you guys' story that I really, really uh, admire a great deal, first of all, is the amount of time that you guys have in. And as I'm listening, I'm, I'm really, really um, admire the growth as, as I'm hearing and you know, how the, the tools that you use to grow. And one of the things that we right. talk about a lot on this podcast is, and we, Michelle and I actually do this, we have a series within the podcast that we call add-ons. Because one of the things that I've learned about marriage is that, you know, when we add things on, a lot of times the things that we perceive, I'm not saying they're not good, but the things that we're excited about, they become a challenge. Um, things yeah. like our children, things like our mortgages, and things like our careers is a challenge to the marriage. And you guys, right. story is fantastic simply because obviously Ken was an NFL player. Uh, and that is, I would, you certainly can speak to that, Janice, better than I can. But I would think that that's just a challenge just from him being away um, from the home. And for both of you, was that a challenge? And if it was a challenge, how did you, def- how did you deal with that? That's got to be, you know, for career, career-wise at that time. You know, that's a really good question, but a question within the question. Was it a challenge? Sure, but I think any um, professional career has its challenges, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, um, a professional athlete, a singer, um, there's the pros and cons to any. Mm-hmm. Um, can be in a way, per se, uh, actually, it was really not as, quote, unquote, difficult because two things. Um in the highlight of his career or in the height of his career, the kids were little enough to where we could travel. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of helped in the cushioning of spending time apart. I think our biggest or our longest time apart was actually the football camp itself, which was six weeks. Yeah. So really, um, when you think about a typical football year, foot back then anyway, the off season was from well, <laughs> considering they did not go to the playoffs. The off seasons was from January through the end of March, going into April, and then there was a spring training that happened, which was still locally. It was at home, and then um, the six weeks away was 
usually about two hours away via car. So we could go up and see them. Um, like I said, with the little kids, it was easy to do that, to pack up uh, and then go. And then um, the challenges as far as within the actual seasons itself, yeah, they would go on a, the away games. They would leave a day or two before the game and then they would come back immediately right after. So it wasn't super like lengths of times of being apart per se. So we didn't have to struggle with that. That wasn't our biggest struggle. Within the football world, the biggest struggles um, was the strain within the outside influences, like the groupies that we had to struggle with or relationship challenges that typically come with quote unquote power and money. Influences the noises of other voices that try to come in and separate. But for us, we kept... A very, um, we were so blessed, like you said, like we said earlier on, with a very tight group of football families that we all did life together, mm. meaning the man, Charles and Tyrena Mann, Jewel and Daryl Green, mm. Art and Desi Monk. I'm mm. trying to make sure the ones that we got, and we all did school life, mm. church life, and life, mm. football life. Mm -hmm. So that part really helped us to forge a wall of protection, if you will. Yeah. We had each other's back. Jesus be so when we, when, we, when we had arguments, we would pick up the phone, be calling, okay, you need to come over here, you know, kind of thing. And, and, and we kept it, you know, that saying, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. We kept, so we, when we said we had each other's back, we had each other's back. So when stuff went down, the world didn't need to know about it. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it was, uh, it, we, we, it was a, we're going to link arms and we're going to get through this together. So whenever that we did have those moments, we needed someone to pick up, you know, and pray for somebody. We all prayed. Oh, well, sorry. I will say this. So the good thing, Janice was, was, was stubborn. And so she's too stubborn to, to lose in a marriage. And one thing she said a long time ago was that people don't, you know, people don't know how to fight for the marriage and she was a fighter and she knew how to fight for the marriage. Yeah. Um, and I was probably just too scared <laughs> and too scared to leave. And I was like, you know, we weren't, we, the, our, our weaknesses or became our strengths and strengths became our weaknesses. But we both were, we didn't know how to break up. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as easy as it is now to just say I'm through and it's done. Yeah. And so we were in this world where we were trying to say, we got to learn how to fight. And we, that's what we saw with our parents or whoever we tried to model. We knew that we knew they had to fight. And that, that may have been a good thing with sports is that it taught a little bit that we had to fight uh, for, for the marriage. And then we, we did have all the good friends. Mm -hmm. But you can go through, you know, different phases of our life. There were moments, because I don't want to come across like we're, everything was good and we always talked to friends and everything was perfect. I know, you know, there were moments where I would sit in my car and say, God, I got to go in the house and, we, and I got to deal with her. And she'd be in the house like, God, he's coming in and, and he's going to come home pretty soon. I got to deal with him. Right. And we're just sitting there waiting, just kind of like dreading that we got to be in the same place with each other. Right. And so, you know, it, 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 it isn't, it isn't uh, always easy, mm. but it has to be a, a willingness to say, I'm going to fight for what I have, even if there's good 
if there's always good, but there's some, there's some bad. And then you look at it on the backside, you can look at it and you say years later, and you say, you know what? That fight was worth it because there is some good stuff mm-hmm. uh, in it. Yeah. But both people have to try. Because we've talked to enough people that if one person is not willing to try, right, and it's only the other person that's trying, or they're trying kind of half-step, it, it, de- it definitely doesn't work. It's both people realizing that they play a part in the whole thing and trying to say, okay, what can I do to change to make a difference? And that's where those friends and that's where being humble and taking the guidance from others will make a big difference. Wow. And you can't take, this is, this is the biblical thing. You can't, you can't take guidance from a fool. Mm. You know, you can't, right. take, you right. can't take guidance from somebody and they, they, they've been divorced 10 times. Right. And they're like, man, you need to go out and party, man. You know, you know, then she's going to treat you like that. You need to go and get your butt out and get you yours. Right? Yeah, you no, no. Take guidance from food. You got to take guidance from people that, that really. They're on your side. On your side. Right. And, and have your, your, you and your marriage best interest in heart. But I go back again. It takes two people. Because I've seen enough and heard enough where one person may try or think that they're trying. The other person doesn't want to try at all because a lot of hurt and a lot of pain is built up. And it becomes just one-sided. And so it's, it, it takes communication. It takes being humble and admitting your fault in whatever some situations are. And, uh, and then it also takes just communi- communicating together. Wow. I'd like to just highlight one thing again and that, that I think is very, very powerful. And one of the reasons why we do You Gotta Love Love podcast is because, you know, I think that in – society today most people don't believe in marriage at all and one of the right. the great things that you guys are illustrating and quite frankly Michelle and I have this problem of there's really not a lot of peers out there for us to go mm-hmm. to and certainly not yeah. a lot of peers for us mm-hmm. to go to that we feel as though we can trust mm-hmm. you said something that right. was tremendously powerful in that we felt like we can go to our friends and we felt confident that they were not going to go outside of the circle and say, hey, listen, this is what's going on with mm-hmm. these two. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I right. think is so powerful. And I think it is very much lacking uh, for younger couples today. Yeah. Um, obviously, with the advent of social media and things of that nature, everybody just on a stage uh, at all times. Right. And I think that's right. very, very, you know, it's a great tool that, you know, you guys were able to utilize to be able to have that outlet of friends. Again, I, I, I hear you when it's like, that's not the only thing. But I just think that is right. a good thing to be able to bounce off. That's why we, we love to have guests like you guys to, to kind of say, you know what, this stuff does happen that you can find that inner circle for yourself to where you can bounce things off because, yeah, it's truth of the matter. Sometimes we don't know what to do. Nobody don't have a, a manuscript of, well, when I feel like I don't want to go in the house, let me look up page three right. and see what it says. There's no book that we can right. do that. You know what I mean? We have to kind of just figure out how, excuse me, do we do that? And and as you said, right. it, part of it is also a great, 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 great thing. We're going to, one other aspect we want to look at too is children, mm. children, children. Yeah. When the children come yeah. up, that's that big add on, you know, that pain mm-hmm. on, and then, you know, and it's tough to use that word, but for lack of a better word, it, it does. I tell people that all the time, guys are getting ready to get married. I tell them, you know what, it's different when you have your children is different, you know what I mean? And it's, you have to divide your time up between the kids and still, you know, be able to divide your time up between the two of you guys. I say this all the time. 
I'll tell you the same thing. I always say I'm biding my time till the kids get 18 to when I can have my girlfriend back again. Because right now I've loaned yeah. her out as a mom. But I want right. to get her back. But I, I have some time to, to go as yet. Yeah, you guys are at that, that stage where Ken has got his girlfriend back. But talk to us a little bit about, you know, when the kids came along and, you know, how did that, you know, change things or did it make it stronger or talk, talk to us a little bit about that. I'll jump in first and I'll let Jen talk. But one, we I mean we were in we were in fortunate position. We were blessed, you know. We were able to have nannies and different people to help out along the way. So that that was that was a good thing. Mm -hmm. Another thing that, you know, we learned from church is that you gotta continue to date each other and, and find a way hopefully to spend time with each other. And and I know it's hard. I know it's hard with uh, you know, you may not trust and it's in this world it just seems so much craziness, so you don't know who to trust with your kids. Uh, and, and, and but it, it's important that if you can possible, even if it's meeting each other or talking to each other, you know, 30 minutes when the kids go to bed, you got to spend some time together dating each other so that when they do get out the house. And this is a problem I think a lot of people face yeah. when the kids are older and gone. They don't know each other. They're strangers because they hadn't spent time dating each other. Uh, and the whole focus was just on the kids. And so, you know, we. I think we try to make sure that we, we spent time together uh, outside the kids dating each other, whether it was, you know, once a week, once a month or whatever, and strategically plan on that time that we said, this is what we're going to do uh, once a month or once, you know, once every two weeks so that we knew and had something to look forward to as a, as, as a date night or a night to talk to each other, communicate because, there are issues, you know, finance, it drives you crazy. Oh, you know, yeah. You're struggling. So we do date night and we can't afford to go out and we can't do whatever. Well, maybe, maybe you have to take a walk on, at the park yeah. or just, you know, go to the mall and just hold hands for a minute. Uh, but, you know, you got to figure out a way to find time to, uh, to just connect with each other. Sit in your car for 30 minutes and just listen to some music, you know, something. But that's your time. And it has to, it has to be purpose, purpose purposely mm -hmm. focused on that this is our time for each other. Right. Yeah. Not a chance off. No, and I, 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 look, realistically, we did not have the fundamental struggles of a newlywed family that's trying to make house payments, that's trying to make their car payments and worrying about health care and um, daycare. And we did not have that part. Let's just be realistic with Ken's um, professional career starting right after college, right. we were buffered from that. So, um, like I said, with things that come, uh, there's a certain uh, amount of trade-offs that happen when you get a certain amount of privilege. Mm -hmm. Let's just be real with that. Mm -hmm. But on the other side of that, there was the side of the affluence and the fame masking um, or, or be as substitute for things that would, what we normally would have to say or do or be around each other. When, when, when all that stuff is stripped around, I hope I'm saying this right, but when all that is stripped away, mm -hmm. we did not get to practice those exercises of being quote unquote real with each other. I could always buy, if we got into a fight, I'd buy a dozen roses 
I got stopped. I was buying so many roses. They knew my name. And, you know, another order, you must have messed up again. And so it just, it, it just covered it up. But then it didn't still get to the underlying part of communicating. And so even, you know, up until, you know, a few years ago, we really didn't communicate well with each other. And we still struggle sometimes with communication uh, because that, that fame and money that Janice was talking about, and when you watch it on TV, you know, somebody will mess up, they'll buy, you know, they'll come to the office and that person bought them a, a room full of flowers and they're like, oh, and then everything goes back to normal and it's good again. Mm-hmm. That's not real life. But when you have money, you can, you know, it, it's a good substitute and you're kind of taught both ways. You know, there's a person to accept it and there's a person to give it and that's to make up. And so, so that's kind of, uh, you know, that, that's the, that's the cover part. Like if, if you hear those, if you see some of those talk shows, you know, I'm, well, I'm up, you know, if this is my baby, uh, then I'm going to take care of it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it money. I'm going to give the baby money right. and I'll give him child support and I'm going to take care of it. And you, and, and then the, the woman is clapping and the audience is clapping. It's like, that's what a, a man and a father is supposed to do. That's not what a man and a father is supposed to do. It's the time that you spend. Right with the child it's the time that you spend walking to the park it's the time that you spend going and having fun with your kids uh that's what a real man's supposed to do so we're not we you know we, we had some money we had some fame but you know on the flip side we also our first son passed away at a, at a very young age and that, right. that was a, a struggle and a strife because at that time uh you know i'm this is where your personalities clash you know i'm suck it up deal with it don't say anything, Janice's. We need to go talk to people. We need to get out. We need to uh, we need to communicate better. Uh, for me, I'm like he's in heaven. It's it's over with. I had practice and football to go to. She was there by herself, having to deal with it uh, on her own without me being there. And so we're, we're you know we we bumping heads because we had different views on or different views on grief and didn't understand or accept the other person's view on right. grief. And that's where, fortunately, we had some friends, good friends that helped us along the way through all those struggles also. But I will say this too, Elliot, what you were talking about with children, speaking about children coming into the equation. Yes. They, and, and the, I mean, that was the one side when I was talking about the one side of struggling with early, with young families with children. And we, even though we did not have the general grouping of struggles that tend to come along with babies. Yes. Um, um, but we did, as we, as we raised our children, honestly, this is probably going to sound cliche and it will, but it's truth. They also raised us yes. because nice. there were times where, as we were trying to learn to parent yes. because um, of everybody has different experiences as they're growing up and they bring it into the relationship. So as we were parenting and trying to learn to parent, Mm -hmm. they thank God children, children are resilient and they taught us unconditional love. Mm -hmm. They taught us um, how in so many ways, truly how to let our guards down so that we could love them, Mm -hmm. even in the capacity that we had, um, and they were so, um, when you say resilient, but not only resilient, but they were very, uh, very open to, they, you know, where were they mom and dad? 
So mom and dad was everything, you know, that if yeah. we, you know, you know, you know, when you're yeah. raising your babies and mm -hmm. as you get to a certain age, you yeah. could say the world was square and they'd say, okay. Yeah. Or you could say, you know, the color green was actually blue. Okay, mommy. You know, and then, so yeah. they really allowed us to grow in our parenting skills, mm -hmm. even though they weren't perfect. But um, it allowed us to to just grow and to grow the nucleus of the family. And one of the things that I said to Ken with our with our children was, I wanted to leave them a different legacy because mm -hmm. we all, as parents, even our grandparents, even our own parents, they want we all as parents want to do better than what we had. Yes. And that's not to, to put down what we had as being something as a negative or completely negative. Mm -hmm. Not at all. It's just saying the legacy that we want to pass to them want we want them to su succeed and go further than where we you know where we did yep. so that that i mean in the children realm Elliot, i don't know if that totally answers yes. your question completely yes. but um it really was it was a tandem thing as we were being raised as parents mm -hmm. and we were trying to raise them as children but again because we had that nucleus of it takes a village. Mm. It really helped us. It really helped us in as we were being shaped then and us shaping our children and hopefully they would continue to shape their children and so on. And and the good thing though, we did have some strong willed kids. So every once in a while they would call us out. Exactly. And, and instead of slapping them across the head, we had to listen to them because it's like they would yell at us and say, Y'all both being selfish, you know, y'all yeah. both being stupid off of this. And sometimes out of the mouth of babes comes wisdom. Yeah. And, and parents are quick to sometimes reprimand your kids oh, instead of really oh, dismissing the listeners what they say. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, there were a lot of times I'm like, boy, you need to shut up. And you're like, no, I'm going to say blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, okay, maybe I need to listen because you're right. And the humbling thing is to try to learn to admit they're right. Uh, we, to you know, say we sorry. Work. Say yeah. sorry. Uh -huh. So, yes. learn some stuff. That's a very, very powerful point. I mean, our kids are young, but you know, they're getting our oldest. Obviously, is getting to almost be a teen, mm -hmm. and I'm really I know feel that what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and like you said, they're starting to like teach me lessons. Like, wow, you know what? Yeah. I really look at it like that. But you really learn a lot, you know, through parenting, and you learn a lot through, yeah. you know, what I love again everybody that's coming on there's a certain theme about what they're talking about and you guys are really really talking about that commitment you know it's a commitment to your family i tell people all the time that we can't do this without the commitment and a nucleus of saying you know what i'm committed to making this thing work i'm committed to that's being right. a man i'm committed to being the you know the man the man that i want to be for my wife and the man that i want to be for my boys and that's the thing mm -hmm. that pulls you through you know, all of the other things that, you know, it's, t it's tough, you know, all kind of different things that we face in our lives. But it's so yeah. to hear, you know, somebody, you know, who can kind of back up what I'm feeling. I think this is the right way to kind of grab right. on to. Right. And to hear somebody who's got so much time and been through the things that you you guys have been to, to, to kind of, you know, get validation. Yes. Like, okay, I think we're kind of doing something, right. you know, along the right. Are we doing all right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> yes, right. you right. are. Right. Because it's, you know, as you said, it's very, very tough and we do need those things to, you know, grab onto. 
And it just in today's society, I, I do believe, unfortunately, we've lost some of that. And that I, I firmly believe that we've lost a lot of that peer support. Uh, we don't really yeah. have, you know, we really struggle with that a lot of times. Michelle and I have had long conversations about that, mm-hmm. you know, of having that peer support and that peer support that, you know, we can trust when you're kind of going through yeah. And that's, you know, critical, um, you know, stage to that. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, jumping, jumping. Go ahead. I'm just saying mm-hmm. the way it is now, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook or a text message yeah. can't take the place of looking somebody in their face, in their eyes and saying, you're an idiot and right. you need to go and apologize to your wife right. or mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're acting a fool and you're looking them right in their face. You know, it's, it's one thing to text it. It's another thing to tell somebody personally and then, you know, do it in love. But then it's it's now you got to look at it and it takes on a whole new meaning. So so you're right. Things have changed a lot. And it's not saying that young people can't have a great uh, relationship. You know, we still have our fights and we still have our arguments. Mm-hmm. And one thing I will say, and I'll, you know, I tend to talk a lot, but Okay. Even in our relationship, that comes through phases. You know, at one time you're young and you're hot tempered and you're, you're you're all this. Then you have kids, and so you, there's another relationship phase that you deal with. And then uh, you know you're trying to work to uh, to to move up in life, and that's another phase of your relationship. And and then your kids move out, and that's another phase of your relationship. And the common theme theme and all that is learning to communicate to each other truthfully and honestly. A lot of times. And and then to make sure that you treat each other with the same respect, yeah, uh, and and attitude that that you would treat someone else, you know, and and that way you can keep that you know relationship alive. Like you two doing this show, you're doing something together, yeah, and you're learning to communicate together. So even if you have a fight, you still have a, a common bond, Absolutely. and you can work. You learn. You learn how to work through those other issues. Mm-hmm. So, that's I, it. I, I think, you know, I wanted to, to close and you kind of touched on that, you know, at the stage that you guys are at now, because like I said, we've had a lot of couples, but you guys are the first couple that are kind of ahead of the curve. Yeah, you're veterans. Right. You guys are definitely <laughs> veterans. So, um, you know, and Hall, and Hall of Fame was in our book. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so we're... You know, at this stage where the, the boys are out of the house and it's just you guys kind of getting back, you know, to just the two. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit. You touched on it a little bit, but give us a little bit of insight as to how oh, that, that feels. Right? How does that feel to where it's like, wow, now it's really us, you know, to do our thing again. Does it feel weird? Does it feel like right. uh, a readjustment or do you, do you miss like, oh, I wish the boys were still here? How, does, how, how do you guys feel about that? I, I get to walk around butt naked. Yay! But, uh, <laughs> you know, look, it, it's uh, like in the beginning, it's 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 like you're losing a friend. I mean, you're losing both those kids that you, as you go through, you know, there's a lot of phases. You know, I used to take them to the, or we used to take them to the bus stop, and all of a sudden you stop taking them to the bus stop because you realize they're old enough to be young men, and they want to walk by themselves. And then you, then you, uh, used to have conversations with them and all of a sudden that's gone because they're hanging out with their friends. Mm-hmm. Then they go to college and you start missing them. But that's why it's important that in the in between time that you continue to try to date each other. So then after they 
leave. You know, you go through a period of depression yeah. and loneliness and, right. and feeling empty, but you also still start trying to enjoy each other and, and, and try to make a point to uh, spend time with each other and continue to communicate with each other. There you is. And then I will say, look, laughter to me. And Jans may think my jokes aren't fun, but laughter yeah. is, is, is a really important part because you need to laugh, you know, at each other sometimes, laugh at each other's jokes. Yes. You need to laugh with each other because a lot of times that stress can go away when you just, life isn't that serious. Yes. Um, and and, and you, you, you kind of like, okay, you're so silly and you just laugh. It's a good thing as, as opposed to... Uh, always being just so straight laced with everything. Yes. And and that's okay and just straight laced, you know, both if long both long both people agree that that's how you work, right. then it's okay. Mm-hmm. But if one person doesn't like it and another person likes something, then that's where uh, you know, the whole communication thing comes in. That's to at least talk to each other and find out what you like and what you don't like. And I think that's one of the things that we learned when the kids left was that we had to go through a period of readjusting and knowing each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, we did. We we actually started, um, we, because as you guys know too, as life goes, as life goes on, there's different seasons and you do different things to feed your marriage, your, your personal one-on-one relationship. When the boys went off to college and then once they graduated and they started doing life, we realized now that we had the privilege and the opportunities to sit down and evaluate, which goes back to what my hubby was talking about, communicating. Because even when we would have the days where we felt like, oh man, I really miss them. Mm. We would say that. Mm. Instead of pretending or trying to say, oh, nothing's wrong, we would, I, I miss them. Or Kim would say, man, it just seems weird that they're gone. And then we would we'd conversate about that. We would lament together though. Mm. And then we started writing a new bucket list. And then we started looking at new goals that we could start to now think about other than, you know, that parenting mode that we had been in the past 20 years or so. And so um, it allowed us to start dreaming different dreams and start writing about different things that we now want to experience together that we might not have thought about what we didn't think about before because we were in parenting mode. And, and respecting also that people, people grieve differently. No, that's it's, it's, you know you have the books love and respect and all those different types yeah. of things. It is love, and some people take things different, and and it is respect. And and for a lot of time, man is respect, and for women, it's love. And how do you show love? What is love? What you think is love may not be love for them, and what you think is respect may not be respect for that person. So, uh, you know, my one quick story and then uh, quit, talk, you know, quit talking again for Christmas one time I, I got this uh, this uh, friend of mine from a football team and, and, and he had this car but it was hooped out like a gang- it was a gangster car it was, gangster. <laughs> <laughs> it was burgundy burgundy with, with gold spinning rims on it uh-uh. no, it, was, it was a gangster car but in my mind it was like man you know, the thought was that I'm going through all this to try to get you something. And it's, you know, this is my gift to you. But in her mind, this is a gangster car. That's not what I want. And so you're not hearing me. You're giving me what you think I want as opposed to what I want. Mm -hmm. And so that's where learning to communicate and, and, you know, being humble to say, okay, well, what do you want? 
But then it, that that could easily go, you know, on the other side, it could easily go where the other person gets mad and say, well, I'm not talking to you because you should have known that's not what I want. And then they'd stop talking to you and it's no communication. And now all of a sudden the small problem can become a big problem or fester for right. years and come out in a lot of different ways, uh, other ways. And so Did that trouble you, honey? It did trouble me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But because what he's trying to say is that particular situation, he was trying to be sweet and get me a car. But what I had put on my list that Christmas was I wanted a mixer to make cake. So, he, yeah, I wanted a mix, totally like a, a mixer. Huh? That's totally different from a car. I know, but what he was saying is that sometimes, in you know, in listening and hearing, and even though with good intentions, it's so important that we, even in this new season that we're in now, that we really listen to each other, yeah. and and try to and try to respect each other's wishes, even though it might not seem like a big deal, or you can't understand why they might want that or want to do that. But learning to do those things together, because mm -hmm. it's all about experience and still building, even after the children have left, mm -hmm. a new life together. Because we now have a new life. Yes, yes, so, yes. And it's 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 training. I mean, I'm thinking like that. And, and, and when we fight, you got to learn how to fight, right? Because you can easily throw jabs, silent jabs, mm -hmm. different things at each other that uh that could you know destroy each other and, and 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 we do it and we see it in a lot of marriages that people are throw jazz and slowly building you know just taking a person down yes um and, and it comes out later in some other form and, and and everyone's surprised but it's been it's been still communicating this like how do we attack each other without really coming out and saying what we need to say yes and that that that's a dangerous way to live um yeah. So. I agree. That's it. I agree. Wow. Very powerful, very, very powerful stuff, you guys. It was been so transparent mm -hmm. and that's exactly, you know, hey. what we needed. Mm. Are we get are we getting paid for this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. It's so crazy. Strike everything we said, man. Y'all okay. marriage you just fight with each other. That's it. <laughs> You're not getting paid for this? <laughs> yes. We have our love. Yes. Our love is painting. Yes. Uh, look. Look, I could I could buy love. Give me some money. <laughs> oh no, you can't. <laughs> no. Hey, you know what? Thank you. Look, this this conversation that we're having, and I'll, I'll, is the same thing that we've either people that we've we play with who who are more mature than us, and we looked at them and followed yeah. them. Even yeah. sometimes when you think people aren't watching you, yes. they're watching you. Yeah. And we watched the, we watched a lot of people. We we had people get in our face. Yep. And tell us we were wrong, told us we were immature, um, you know, told us we need to learn how to communicate. And then at the end, no matter what we say, because we don't want to come across like us, God was the straight foundation yeah. of yeah. a lot, all of this. And no matter what happened, it was easy to turn back to the word to yeah. see what the word says and then realize, oh, you know, okay, maybe I need to listen more. Uh, maybe I need to talk more. Uh, and that was, that's the truth. You know, when Jams was in her prayer closet, a lot of times I would watch her and would be so mad that she was in there praying mm -hmm. until finally I'm like, well, well, how does she have peace when I'm all upset? Mm -hmm. And I finally started trying to do what she was doing. So, wow. um, you know, so it plays wow. a role. 
that's together. very, very powerful. Very mm, powerful. Like I mm. said, thank you so much for, for being so transparent because that's what we need. Those are the examples that we need because, again, we do this show. We do this podcast because we've learned that. And it's sad. We've learned, especially young people, uh, they really don't believe that, you know, long-term marriages exist. They really believe that, you know what, we had one argument, that's it. Or they, as right. talked about those jabs, they don't throw jabs. They throw big right hands, and they end it quick, and it's over. Right. So we right. We, we really want to show you know examples of people that are out here that are really committing to marriage and mm-hmm. saying you know what this is going to work. And we always make it very very clear that listen, no situation is perfect. Everybody going to have. Mm-hmm. I believe that the arguments actually are a greater source of foundation because now you come together and you come through those things. You say, you know what? That was a tough one. I didn't think it was going to get through it. And you got through it. That builds even right. solid foundation. And even we talked about our children, our children. I mean, you don't want to see your, You don't want your children to witness every, you know, verbiage of it, but mm-hmm. even your children knowing like, wow, mom and dad did kind of persevere through a lot of different things that builds even their character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, you know, I have sons, so that's building their character of, I, whenever I deal with my wife, I want them to understand, and I know that I, I'm setting the tone for them, for how they're going to treat yeah. them. And that's very important to me. And you have to have these values to me to get through it. I can't get through it without thinking that way. So we appreciate you guys, you know, being so transparent and being honest with us and telling us these stories because it does help us yeah. immensely, immensely, immensely. Thank, Thank you so completely. much. Thank you. Oh, gosh. I tell you what, my, my pastor, one of our pastors, Two things they said when you're in a relationship, bring a shovel. Yes. And then secondly, you, you, you everybody needs a Barnabas and a Tim, Timothy in their life. You should be either following someone, and someone should be following you. Absolutely. So those things really keep you present. Mm-hmm. So um, I we thank you guys for allowing us to come on and mm-hmm. share. You know. Uh, Parts of, and and again, it's, you chew on the meat and you spit out the bones. I love what you guys said at the beginning. Everything is not for everybody. Yes. But as you, as you digest and you bring parts to the table that you can actually sit down and chew and talk, and then hopefully you'll get something and be able to become better or get through and come out on the other side better than you were yesterday. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So, guys, where can people find you, like, social media-wise, if they wanted to, to follow you? I know, Uncle Ken, you have a book coming out. Talk to us about things like that. <laughs> well, my, uh, what is it, Ken Harvey, yeah, 57? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm old. Uh, I think Ken Harvey 57 is on Instagram okay. is uh, where they can follow me. Um, and I mean, that's about it. I don't, you know, we don't, we don't do a whole lot of social media. Um, but, uh, you know, look, we're, we're trying like everybody else. And I think being on this, on your show is, is a good way for people to hear, uh, just that it's not easy. It is a struggle, but the more they keep hearing and, and you guys are doing an awesome job, especially being younger than us you're actually, you're making a difference. The more they hear it, the more they'll know that there are people that, that fight and you got to know how to fight. And it's not going to be an easy uh, battle, but you got to fight it. Thank and you. for me, as far as, um, I'm not a so, big social media, but I do have my uh, interior design 
and that you can find me at www.janisharveydesigns.com. Mm -hmm. And the Instagram is at jhdesigns, again, with a S, team. So those are two areas, I mean, those are two uh, social medias that um, if you want to find out more about as far as my company and what we do, okay. those are the two ways that you can reach out and find me. Okay. Awesome. 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 I'll put the links in the show notes below as well, guys. So if you really need to find them, you can find them in the show notes. Um, again, we want to thank you guys for coming on. Um, we want to thank the listeners for being with us for another week. We appreciate it. Y'all know every Wednesday we drop something new for you guys. So for sure, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us. Um, if you need to hear about any of the events we got planned coming up, we have the couples, Night of Love, we're doing again in September. We have the Family Fun Challenge getting ready to start and pop off and happen in May. And we also have the Parent Appreciation Day. That's a new one that we have going on. We're planning hopefully for October. So any details that you need from us, you want to email us, go to our website and you'll find us there. Some sort of link will take you to wherever you need to go. It's a lot. So www.mentalconditioning.com. And until next week, you all be blessed and we'll talk to you then.